Hello and welcome to a new series of the Zero to Finals podcast on infectious diseases. My name is Tom and in this first episode I'm going to be talking to you about bacteria and you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash bacteria or in the infectious diseases section of the Zero to Finals medicine book. So let's jump straight in. Bacteria are single-celled organisms that come in many shapes and sizes. Most bacteria are not harmful. Pathogenic bacteria cause infectious diseases, which is what we're going to be talking about more here. Colonizing bacteria live and multiply harmlessly without causing disease. The microbiome refers to the trillions of bacteria that colonize the human body, mostly in the gut. The bacteria in the microbiome play many important roles, such as protecting against pathogenic bacteria, synthesizing vitamins, and interacting with the nervous system. Bacteria can be categorized into aerobic and anaerobic, gram-positive and gram-negative, and atypical bacteria. Learning where bacteria fall within these categories can help determine which antibiotics will be effective. Aerobic bacteria require oxygen, whereas anaerobic bacteria do not. Gram-positive bacteria have a thick peptidoglycan cell wall that stains with crystal violet stain. Gram-negative bacteria do not have this thick peptidoglycan cell wall or stain with crystal violet stain, but they will stain with other stains. Atypical bacteria cannot be stained or cultured in the normal way. Bacteria can also be classified based on their shapes. Rod-shaped bacteria are called bacilli and circle-shaped bacteria are called cocci. Let's talk about bacteria physiology and antibiotics. The cell wall is a structure that surrounds the outer cell membrane in gram-positive bacteria. Antibiotics that work by inhibiting cell wall synthesis can be divided into those with a beta-lactam ring, for example penicillins, cephalosporins and carbapenems, and those that do not have a beta-lactam ring, for example vancomycin and tycoplanin. Nucleic acid is an essential component of bacterial DNA and metronidazole works by inhibiting nucleic acid synthesis. Ribosomes are responsible for synthesizing proteins within the bacteria cell. Antibiotics that target the ribosome to interrupt protein synthesis include macrolides, for example clarithromycin, tetracyclines, for example doxycycline, and gentamicin. Folic acid is essential for synthesizing and regulating DNA within the bacteria. Folic acid cannot be directly imported into the bacterial cell, so entry requires a chain of intermediates. This chain starts with paraaminobenzoic acid, or PABA, which is directly absorbed across the cell membrane into the cell. Paraaminobenzoic acid is converted to dihydrofolic acid, or DHFA, which is converted inside the cell to tetrahydrofolic acid, or THFA, which is then converted into folic acid. 
Antibiotics can be used to disrupt the steps along this chain in producing folic acid. Sulfamethoxazole blocks the conversion of paraaminobenzoic acid to dihydrofolic acid and trimethoprim blocks the conversion of dihydrofolic acid to tetrahydrofolic acid. Next let's talk about gram staining. A gram stain is used as a quick way to look for bacteria in a sample under a microscope and there are two steps. Firstly a crystal violet stain is added which binds to the molecules in gram-positive bacteria's thick peptidoglycan cell wall and turns them violet. Next, a counter-stain is added, such as safranin, which binds to the cell membrane in bacteria that do not have a cell wall, meaning gram-negative bacteria, and this turns them a red-pink colour. Next, let's go through the classification and some examples of bacteria. Gram-positive cocci include Staphylococcus, Streptococcus and Enterococcus. Gram-positive rods can be remembered with the Corny Mike's list of basic cars mnemonic. Corny for corny bacteria, Mike for mycobacteria, list of for listeria, basic for bacillus and cars for nocardia. Gram-positive anaerobes can be remembered with the CLAP mnemonic. C for clostridium, L for lactobacillus, A for actinomyces, and P for propionibacterium. If a bacteria does not fall in any of the lists we've just talked about, it's probably gram-negative. Common gram-negative bacteria are Neisseria meningitidis, Neisseria gonorrhea, Haemophilus influenza, Escherichia coli or E. coli, Klebsiella, Pseudomonas aeruginosa, and Moraxella catarralis. Next, let's talk about atypical bacteria. Atypical bacteria cannot be cultured in the normal way or detected using a gram stain. Atypical pneumonia refers to pneumonia caused by atypical bacteria. The five causes of atypical pneumonia can be remembered with the legions of Sitaki MCQs mnemonic. Legions for Legionella pneumophilia, Sitaki for Chlamydia Sitaki, M for Mycoplasma pneumoniae, C for Chlamydophila pneumoniae, and Q for Q fever, which is caused by a bacteria called Coxiella burnetti. Next, let's talk about methicillin-resistant Staphylococcus aureus. Methicillin-resistant Staphylococcus aureus, or MRSA, refers to Staphylococcus aureus bacteria that have become resistant to beta-lactam antibiotics, for example penicillins, cephalosporins, and carbapenems. MRSA arises where there is frequent use of antibiotics, such as in healthcare settings. Think about MRSA in nursing home residents and patients with frequent hospital admissions. People are often colonised with MRSA bacteria and have them living harmlessly on their skin and in their respiratory tract. If this colonization develops into an infection, it can be hard to treat. 
Patients being admitted for surgery or inpatient treatment are screened for MRSA colonization by taking nose and groin swabs. When it's identified, extra measures are taken to eradicate the MRSA and stop it from spreading. Eradication usually involves a combination of chlorhexidine body washes and antibacterial nasal creams. Antibiotics that are used to treat MRSA infections include doxycycline, clindamycin, vancomycin, tycoplanin, and linezolid. Finally, let's talk about extended-spectrum beta-lactamase bacteria. Extended-spectrum beta-lactamase bacteria, or ESBLs, have developed resistance to beta-lactam antibiotics, for example penicillin and cephalosporins. They produce beta-lactamase enzymes that destroy the beta-lactam ring on the antibiotic. They can be resistant to a very broad range of antibiotics. ESBLs tend to be E. coli or Klebsiella and typically cause urinary tract infections. They can cause other types of infections such as pneumonia and septicemia. The usual treatment options for ESBLs are nitrofurantoin, phosphomycin, and if they require IV antibiotics, the general option is carbapenems, for example, meropenem and imipenem. So thanks for listening to this episode on bacteria. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast. If you're thinking of starting your own podcast or you have a podcast and you need help with editing or with improving the audio quality, you can find more information on Harry at harrywatchman.co.uk. And I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll talk about antibiotics.